Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Paul Hewitt, CEO of newly named Corora Resources, formerly RNC Minerals. The big news of the day is the renegotiation of their royalty with Mavericks, down from 7.5 to 4.75. It's cost them a bit of money and some shares, but the upside is the huge savings. They've spent already $30 million Canadian dollars to date on Beta Hunt. Uh, they're looking forward to what they can do, getting back underground and drilling. We also talk about Spargos, we talk about the exploration program, we also look at the various cost savings which are driving the ASICs down towards that $1,000 number, and of course what, what the potential is for the rest of this year. Enjoy the podcast. Paul Hewitt, how are you doing, sir? Hey, Matt, how are you today? Yeah, good, good. Long time, long time. But you've also yeah, been... Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, right? It's, it's been weeks. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. It seems to be that, I don't know if you're in the mining business or the media business, you've got so much news coming out that uh, you're, you're everywhere. And this week's news does not disappoint. Finally, some news about the Mavericks negotiation. Tell us all about it. No, nobody could be happier than us. Um, this has been a long time coming. Uh, we all know that this deposit uh, has been saddled with... Uh, an onerous royalty for a very, very long time. Um, it's always been one of our main objectives from the beginning. One of the things we said we would focus on to get that ASIC down to $1,000 an ounce is royalties. And, and look, I, I couldn't be happier today to say that coupled with Morgan Stanley and Mavericks together, Matt, we've reduced the royalty in Western Australia. Like you got to understand, we got 1,800 square kilometers here. We've reduced the royalty in about a six month period by about 10%. So we just reduced the Morgan Mavericks one by 2.75%, but everything together, a 10% haircut in royalty. Let me tell you what that could mean for us. A 10% reduction in this district here. Um, at Beta Hunt alone, there was a royalty there between Mavericks that everyone knows about, 7.5%, plus the 2.5% from the state. And look, we're, we're all in this together in Western Australia. We're not going to get away from that 2.5% from the state. But let me share with you some of the numbers that we have paid since acquiring Benon. That 10% royalty alone, we have paid in excess of 29, right around $29 million Canadian, or about, what is it, 30, little over 30 million Australian. So just to give you an appreciation and a flavor of the 10% that we have, it was impossible for us not to focus and fight for our shareholders. Look, this is a tremendous step for us in, a, in the way forward. We now have laid out the foundation. From the beginning, we've said we're taking control of this company. We will take control step by step. We will deliver one thing at a time. We will remain focused and we'll continue to tick the boxes. And we're doing that. If you think of the upside of Beta Hunt, just think of, let's, let's talk about what we haven't been talking about. In seven months, have you seen me talk about anything from Beta Hunt? How many people have called me saying, what's going on at Beta Hunt? What's going on at Mavericks? It's time now. It's time. We owe it to our shareholders to start talking about this mine. Okay. We owe it to our shareholders to start drilling. Why did you feel you needed to do it? You know, weren't you able to mine Beta Hunt anyway? Surely you're making money at these prices. Yeah, look, what we're, what we're doing is thinking long-term, Matt. We can't think short-sighted. 
when we have this deposit, we're, we're currently mining on approximately one kilometer. This thing has four shears, man, four shears that have about six, four kilometers each. So we've got about a 16 kilometer strike here. So think about that in your mind. The current resource we have today is based on that one kilometer. We have zones in the Fletcher. We have other zones uh, that we haven't discovered. We spent money in 2019, recall, we spent about $7 million Australian to drill. We added almost a million ounces. We added 1 million ounces. So imagine what this does to set ourselves up and our shareholders for the future. Look what we're doing to preserve cash. And this is about, on its own, a $47 per ounce reduction in ASIC alone. Now, when you look at just the, the resource we have together, you say, well, it's about a break even. But when you think, well, they're only on one kilometer, is there more coarse gold here? Look, I'll be the first to say there's got to be more coarse gold here. Um, and I believe there's more coarse gold here. Will we be able to predict it better? We need to mine it at a different rate. We can start mining at different rates in here. We could start exploring at different rates. We could start drilling here. We finally found a path that's mutually beneficial for their shareholders and ours. Now it's the time to unlock this asset and really start drilling it and see what we can really do with this thing. We've given this thing in, in decades. So now is the time for us to deliver. Okay, so look, what I'm hearing is that it didn't make economic sense for you to be doing anything at Beta Hunt whilst you were negotiating this. You weren't making money. Is, is that what you're telling me? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, you're, it's not correct. We were still making money. It's important that we, we again, we don't think short-sighted. We got to think of, okay, if we have 1.2 million ounces today, we, we added a million ounces by drilling last year. We continued drilling. If this thing is 3 million or 4 million, this thing is surrounded by deposits of 3 million ounces. Is there a reason to suggest it would be less? Of course not. It's only constrained by the drill bit. So unlocking this and thinking long-term, look, this is a win for our shareholders, hands down, and, and you can see it in the results. We are seeing institutions just love what we're doing and then buying it up saying, wow, you know what? These guys are delivering on all cylinders. They're doing what they said they do. I get it, but it's cost you money. Talk to me about the deal structure. Why was it structured like that? It, see, it seems you know, multifaceted. What, 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 who came up with that structure? Okay, let's think of again. Let's, let's talk about what we've actually accomplished. Look, I don't like dilution either. This was not dilution. It was accretive. This was the right thing to do for my shareholders, no matter what. When you think back and look in six months from now, you're going to look back and go, hmm, I may have been mad for 24 hours, but I see what the institutions are thinking. I see what management believes. I see what the board believes. And boy, this really did unlock a lot of value. They were kind of stuck there in quicksand. Look at them go now. Let them start drilling. Let them start announcing about Beta Hunt. Let the world get excited about Beta Hunt again because we've been excited about it. We've been sitting here with muzzles on our mouths, unable to talk about this. So to me, it's it's a win-win. And again, I'll, I'll say one more thing. Look, think back, 10% royalty in, in a district like, like Western Australia, surrounded by ounces of gold everywhere. $27 million is what we ended up paying for all of these royalties. For 10% royalty, we paid $14 million in cash. Don't forget that. $14 million in cash, $13 million for a strategic investor to come alongside us. And again, not dilutive, very accretive, 
Watch what happens. Watch us deliver. Um, again, I've I've been saying we've had a strategy from day one. We've been focused. We are in control. And this is another bit of evidence that that that's actually very true. It's, 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 it, what's interesting to me is because you haven't been able to say anything to the marketplace, some commentators, some retail have been going nuts because they see the potential of beta. Yeah. But by the sound of what you're saying and the enthusiasm you've shown, you know too what could be under there. So I guess, is Graham desperate to get back underground or sort of get, get back on oh, ground? Look, Graham is ecstatic about this. He is so ecstatic about the opportunity. But I think there was always a disconnect in this. The more I market and the more I understand about the company as I've been CEO, I don't think people fully appreciated the onerous royalty we had at Beta Hunt Matt. A 10% royalty, just think about that, a 10% royalty. We paid, I just told you the number, it was $29 million Canadian for a 10% royalty. We've now removed a, a full 10%, not all at Mavericks, but a 10% there. We've paid that since we've owned Beta Hunt. You, you just think of how onerous that can be. People I know didn't appreciate or understand when we talk about it, I go into meetings and people go, well, I had no idea it was 10%. I, I didn't know it was like that. They remember the course goal. They remember that. And we certainly believe there's more course goal, but we have to set this up for long term. And we've got to make it work at the average grade. When you start looking at if this thing goes to two, three million ounces, it'll be at that average grade. There'll be pods of this course gold included in it. Now that course gold won't be penalized with that extra 2.75%, nor will the average grade. Again, opening up so many opportunities for us. And look, I just can't wait to see what happens over the next six months. When we met in Toronto, you made four promises to me. You said you were gonna take care of royalty and three other things. Can you remember? Yeah, there was four things I promised that we would do to reduce ASIC. Royalties, number one, I said, done, again, Try to find any company in the last six to nine months who's been able to approach two different companies, reduce the royalties commitments 10% in such a jurisdiction, by the way. Don't forget where we are. We're in the number one jurisdiction in the world. Royalties number one. Top 20 vendors, we said. We were going to approach top 20 vendors. We've done that. We're now working down the list, actually. We said we were so successful. That was so successful. We got anywhere from a 40 to a $60 per ounce saving in that. And it was because we now have a balance sheet. We have a mill. We, we have a strong operating team. People believe in us. So we were able to negotiate different contracts with vendors. They're not worried about not getting paid. Like Beta Hunt was going bankrupt before the, the discovery of the Father's Day. Those same vendors are the same ones we have to use. So try to walk in their door where you got a guy who supplies tires for your scoops. And he says, well, last year you didn't even pay me today they're like you're one of our favorite partners you pay on time in fact i'll give you a three percent discount so it was royalties it was vendors it was personnel look i can't tell you how how proud i am of graham and the team over there not what they've done in australia with a new management team with a whole new team behind them a following we've reduced the turnover rate we know by 87 percent down to 16. we've improved productivity rates by about 30%. We've improved mill efficiencies. Every metric you look at has been improved. That's an, a direct impact on our all-in sustaining costs as well. 
And the fourth one that I've always been focused on is GNA. And I'm still focused on it. We've already reduced GNA significantly. There's still more room. I don't think we're there yet, and I'm not satisfied with it. We'll get to that $1,000 an ounce. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I think people have now see, since you've arrived as a gold company, you still have a nickel component in there. Are you going to be able to do something with that at some point? Is that a focus, or have you just forgotten about it? Yeah, look, we've been very, very focused on a lot of other things, as you know. Um, simply put, at this stage, the we still own 28% of Dumont. Uh, when you look at our share price, I don't think, myself personally, that there's any value there. We have to find a path or a solution to create some kind of value. Is that perfectly mapped out? No. Is it something we're working on? Absolutely. Uh, we'll continue to find options. We've been so focused at getting these other things done in Western Australia and prepping ourselves for laying the foundation for our company to really unlock the value and really start being a gold producer, a top tier gold producer. Our next steps are really going to be increasing gold production here. The nickel asset, uh, at some point in time, we will find a way to create value for our shareholders. It's that simple. Okay, and, and I'll just kind of finish off here because you've had a succession of things that you've done. You, you've, you've, uh, you've really taken control of this company. It's a company in your own vision uh, now, I think. Um, you've done the name change, right? You've, um, we, there has been talk um, about becoming a gold company. You've done that. You've talked about reducing costs. You've done those things by addressing costs in a rising you know, gold price environment. Nice. You've also got the uh, luxury of cash now, which the company didn't have a year ago. So that's given you optionality. I still haven't forgotten about ore sorters. I haven't forgotten about potential M&A. I haven't forgotten about all this exploration that you've talked about doing. You must be pretty excited about the rest of this year. I mean, after what was a horrific start, right? Let's, let's just go on your momentum here about taking control. Let's think about this strategically here. And that's the way we've been thinking about it from day one. We said, where does a company start? Where does any company start, Matt? It starts with its shareholders. That's where we have an obligation, myself and everyone else. We have an obligation with our shareholders. We have attracted institution after institution. We have more than 18 new institutional shareholders supporting this stock. The next step of the puzzle is the board. What have we done? We've made tremendous changes to the board. We now have a board that is made up of a very strong team with executives that is focused on what our strategy is with respect to gold. Our executive team, the next thing, new CEO, new CFO, Graham and his team, you can never ever underestimate the value that Graham and his team bring to this table. They are essential to our success. So when you start ticking boxes and start thinking, okay, then they buy the mill, then they do a financing, uh, then they start production. Uh, this company was a nickel company when I took it over. You know, uh, when I did my own due diligence, people, I met with people, institutions, and they said, well, Paul, I, I'm not sure the focus. I don't know the strategy. First it's nickel, then it's nickel cobalt, then it's nickel cobalt gold. Until you grow up and figure out what you want to do, then I don't think I can invest in your company. We're full stop a gold company, and, and we're focused on that. We have a nickel asset that we'll find a way to create value with, but Look, we're heading in the right directions. We're ticking off the boxes to set ourselves up for the future. 
to create some organic growth and growth. Spargos is a great way to create some bolt-on growth. That is proceeding extremely well. Our due diligence is coming well. In fact, our numbers actually appear to be better than some of the numbers that we saw from the original group. So the resource is, is coming together really good. Uh, the grades are being supported. I've even seen some of the initial work that has higher grades and some. Very excited about that closing because that creates optionality for us. That leads us to one technical problem that I have. What's the technical problem? 30 years I've been mining Newmont, Kinron, Great Basin Gold, Klondex. I've never once in my career had the problem of having too much ore. This is the greatest problem a CEO can ask for. I got too much ore. What a problem. It's a technical issue. Will we overcome it? No doubt. We will overcome every technical issue. We'll find ore sorters at work or, or we'll upgrade the mill. But having a problem of having too much ore at the mill, I've always had the reverse. I've had a phone call at six in the morning where someone says, for every company I've ever worked for, hey, there's no ore in front of the mill. Well, we're going to have to make a tow milling agreement because we can only feed the mill at 60%. We are in a great position. Spargos provides us optionality, provides us grade. We just need to finish that up and it's going extremely well. Organic growth is coming. We've seen it at Higginsville. Look at the success we've had at Higginsville. Now, let's unleash the beast here at Beta Hunt. Let's see what happens. Paul, I'm excited. I, I, I kind of feel that you should run for president here because uh, I, I'd vote for you. That's, <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm very excited about well, what you're doing hard. there. Very I don't excited. know how you can't be passionate about this. How could you not get passionate about what we're doing? How could you not believe in it? We are just, we're keeping our heads down, we're delivering, we're answering all calls, we're making sure we tick those boxes that are so important for our success. Now, it's, uh, that's coming across loud and clear, and I think, let's say, we, I kind of joked at the beginning that you kind of got continuous news flow, and it's good and positive news flow, and a very aggressive um, drive to you know, turn things around there, and I think you really, well, this is this is no longer about a turnaround story. I think that that that's gone. That ship has sailed. You, this is about building, as you say, a, a mid a mid tier business uh, with a lot this of options. This is optionality. about Corora Resources, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. This is about Corora Resources. Yeah. Okay, Paul. I better let you get on with your day. Um, you're sort of you just had Canada. Did you celebrate Canada Canada Day yesterday? Being a Canadian. I'm a Canadian. I, I can't help but celebrate it, but I still came to work because I'm in the U.S. So. Well, that's what I say. All I was, good. I was trying to work out whether you whether you were able to take Canada Day, Canada Day and get the Fourth of July in. Let's face it, Matt. Let's be honest here. I'm the CEO of a gold company. It's seven days a week. It doesn't matter. Canada Day, U.S. It, it's irrelevant. You work seven days a week as the CEO of a gold company, and, and that's okay. That's my life, and I've accepted that, and, and I'm thrilled with what we're doing here. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.